Hello again. This is Keisha, and I welcome you to the Face to Face podcast. So glad that you could join me again. For this episode, I am going to talk about renewing the mind. It says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, according to the scripture, there is to be a transformation that we go through, and it comes by the renewal of our mind. Now, last week we talked about belief in Jesus, water baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I had touched on the fact that there is a transformation process that we go through, a metamorphosis, um, where we are transformed into that new creation in Christ. Well, this scripture is saying that we are transformed by renewing the mind. So, the, the part of this that I'd like to dig into is the fact that when we came to Christ and we repented, we turned from our old ways, that was essentially recognizing that there was something wrong with the way that we were thinking and the way that we were doing things to begin with. And we go through the process of belief and baptism and, and um, we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we are put in a position where we can discern. Uh, well, just as it says in the scripture, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So this isn't a one-time Thing. And anyone that has been walking with the Lord for more than 24 hours knows that you are continually in a learning process. You are continually being transformed and you are continually renewing your mind. An example that I like to use was how long ago people once believed that the world was flat. They had no exposure to pictures of the earth from space, so it seemed only logical that it looked flat, so therefore it must be flat. And, you know, we look back on something like that and, and see a level of ignorance, but their ignorance was, was from the fact that they had nothing to reference. And the human mind will take experiential knowledge we can only reach just so far with our natural mind 
and we will create our own equations. And it's just simply put that you don't know what you don't know. But then when we do know, when we gain revelation, we grow from that. And every person from generation to generation is still learning and growing in things yet to be discovered. Well, that can be said from our spiritual walk as well. That we come into our relationship with Jesus Christ and we have certain belief systems in place that are now going to be dismantled in the presence of God. Every time that we come before him and the way that that, that scripture in Romans 12, 1 and 2 starts out, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We are called to bring ourselves before God as a living sacrifice. That is considered spiritual worship. So that when we, when we evaluate how much of ourselves that we are giving as a living sacrifice, we are able to then test and discern what the will of God is versus what our own will is. And... You know, we, it's admitting that we, we don't know everything and that we're not fully submitted. We are not fully surrendered in every area of our life. Um, it's from this place of humility that we are capable of renewing our minds. When we're before God like a living sacrifice... That is how the renewal process begins. It is only in the dismantling of the old belief systems that we have that we can unlearn the things that we thought we understood and we thought we knew so that we can begin to see things from God's perspective. And until we're willing to lay it down as a sacrifice before God, we can't do that. Our pride gets in the way. And I see this as a, as a huge problem in the church in many, many ways. Every time that we think we have it all figured out, we are stunting our transformation process. If we will not humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he cannot lift us up. And it's coming to that awareness, coming to that realization that we have to put ourselves in a surrendered position day by day and ask God by the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in 
in his truth because it's the truth that sets us free. And history has shown us in the church that the greatest bondage, the greatest religious bondage is in those who believe that they have all the answers and that if anyone else doesn't line up with their answers, then they're heretics. And we really have to be careful of that. Because God, God has infinite wisdom. Like it says in the word, um, in Ephesians 3.10, it talks about the manifold wisdom of God. And the word manifold actually is defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as marked by diversity or variety. Um, I like how it says um, consisting of or operating many of one kind combined. And that is, um, it's a beautiful picture of the diversity of the body of Christ. Uh, You know, God has a manifold, he has manifold wisdom that we can draw from. Comprehending or uniting various features. That is just a beautiful depiction of God's wisdom. And and it says in Ephesians 3.10, let me start in 9, it says, to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Wow. So the the church is supposed to be an expression of God's manifold wisdom. That there are revelation upon revelation upon revelation coming from the eternal wisdom of God that's supposed to be revealed through each and every one of us. And like I was saying, it it's a dangerous thing for us to not live in this place of humility where we are submitted before God as a living sacrifice that when we don't realize what our true spiritual worship is, being that living sacrifice, that it's it's tough to get the rest of what it says in 12, Romans 12, 1 through 2, right? Where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Our mind is to be continually 
renewed. We can't park on a single revelation. We can't, and, and this, is, this is a big problem when we're creating idols around one revelation that God gave. One, you know, one miracle that maybe he did or one way that he did something um, through another person. And then all of a sudden we create this idol and we build a church on top of, of that revelation, on top of that miracle. And it's caused a lot of division in the body of Christ. Because we limit God to whatever it is that we've become aware of and, and that we've acknowledged. And that if anybody else tries to operate outside of that, we're suddenly wanting to be conformed to this world. We want to we wanna conform to uh, the wisdom of man and say, okay, well, this is what I know, so this is where it stops. And anybody that tries to disagree with me, anybody that says that this isn't the right way, is a heretic. And and this is what you saw in the fathers of the faith, you know, like the fathers of the Reformation, people like John Calvin and Martin Luther. And I cringe, I cringe inside when I see people exalting people such as John Calvin and Martin Luther without really understanding what it was that they railed against inside of their revelation. You know, they had this revelation, this amazing revelation of being saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. They, that was a beautiful gift that they had to give to the church. But they made an idol out of what they understood. And they parked on that understanding and became stagnant. And out of that stagnant place, the Holy Spirit was no longer welcome. The Holy Spirit was quenched. And when you look at the things that they were doing, that John Calvin was, he had amazing theology. Yes, he had written many things that inspire people yet to this day, but he was also willing to burn people alive at the, on, the, on a stake because they disagreed with his theology on infant baptism. It's not even in the Bible. Infant baptism is not a thing. It's just not. And he, he killed people. To put it blunt, he was willing to murder people 
who disagreed with him. And the same with, with Martin Luther. He is, he, when he wrote that piece about the Jews and their lies, he opened up the very gates of hell for Nazi Germany to have proof that what they were doing against the Jewish people was warranted and of God. They actually believed that what they were doing was of God because Martin Luther wrote that piece about the Jewish called On the Jews and Their Lies. And the hateful, hateful things, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Do the research. Look it up. There is a lot of information out there that, you know, we walk around unaware. I, I didn't know these things until God dropped it in my lap. But they're human beings. And I get that. I say all that not to, you know, not to, to put the spotlight on man, so to speak, but because I really want you to get this point. You have to be willing to renew your mind continually and to live humbly before God like a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You have to live humbly before God and recognize that you don't know everything. And that at any given time, we can be wrong. I have been wrong so many times. I can't count it on my fingers and toes. I have been wrong Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. That's what I say all the time. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and your grace because I have been wrong. And it's not necessarily us being wrong. It's not us being ignorant that makes us uh, sinful or bad. It's what we do inside of what we understand. Okay? And I'm going to read a little something for you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. That is a powerful truth that we have to wrap around everything that we believe. Because the scripture is basically saying, Paul is saying to the, to the church of Corinth, he recognizes that they can have all of this knowledge and they can have it all figured out. 
But if love is not part of what they're doing, it doesn't matter to God. The greatest theologians that ever walked the face of the earth, if they had not love, it was nothing but a clanging symbol in the ears of God. They could have written books and and offered all kinds of revelation to the church. But if they had not love, they were nothing in God's eyes. I highly encourage you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and to read it and study it and meditate upon it and ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation upon revelation upon revelation of what it means to love. And I promise you, (laughs) you will be humbled by what the Holy Spirit shows you. Because the greatest transformation that we will ever go through in our mind is when we recognize the areas of our life, even the ones that we thought were submitted to the Lord, But when we realize that we are not functioning from a place of love, because love is who God is. And if you're operating outside of his, the embodiment of his nature, then everything that you're doing is nothing but a clanging symbol, just noise in his ears. Our spiritual worship to God is to be like Christ. Christ was humble. Christ was a living sacrifice before God. He knew the Father and he only moved when he saw the Father move and he only spoke when he heard the Father speak. He was submitted This is not about going to a church service or a worship service and singing songs and lifting our hands and being touched by music. That is is not what true worship is. Our spiritual worship before God is to be a living sacrifice before him and to and to embrace and embody the journey of transformation the journey of renewing our minds that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect We have to renew our mind in order to discern 
what is the will of God. And we are on a constant growth curve if we are willing to do these things. We are willing to be humbled before him and surrendered. And we are willing to be in that transformation process. We will more and more day by day discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. I don't know everything. And I'm sure I may look back on these podcasts that I'm doing. I may look back in five years and go, wow, I was so immature. What in the world did I, was I thinking? (laughs) You know, you look back at the person you were and you realize how ignorant you really were and you thought you had it all figured out, you know? And, uh, but the fact of the matter is that it's like I said, you may have ignorance in some areas of your life, such as I do. But if we're willing to come before God and be face to face with him and grapple through these things and say, God, I just, I bring myself, I drag myself back to the altar (laughs) and I sacrifice my life to you. Let it be my spiritual worship that I am living surrendered before you. He desires that we would live before him face to face. In constant conversation. And not not even just with words. You know, it's not just the words that we speak that are conversations that we have with God. Just like when you're sitting next to someone that you love and and you've had a long-term relationship with, you don't always have to talk. Sometimes it's just about being together. Just It's about being in their presence. And when you can get to that place where you can just be in God's presence and be still before him, you learn so much and you're, you're transformed so much just by being in his presence. It says in Psalm 16, 11, Lord, you have made known to me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Just being with him is joy Just being with him is pleasurable. And it's in that place, in that commitment that we are transformed. We are awakened to the reality of who we are in Christ. By being in his presence. But you can't be in his presence and you cannot be face to face unless You are willing to be a living sacrifice. And to be a living sacrifice, you must be humble and surrendered. And in order to be humble and surrendered, you must be willing to admit 
that there are things, so many things that you have yet to learn. And I have found that the more that I, I submit myself to that process, the less questions I have and the more trust I have. My prayer life has changed as my mind is transformed and renewed. My prayers are very short and to the point. My prayers are more about just wanting more of him and what what he wants for my life and what he wants for the world around me. And I ask him to lead me and guide me into the the, the truth of his reality because my reality is so limited so I, I challenge you to reflect maybe journal out some of your beliefs and, and ask God to show you in scripture about the things you believe and ask him to help you grow. Now it's, it's about being willing to receive the truth that aligns with the word of God to replace any lies that you may be believing, but it's also understanding that we have to be able to run those things through, you know, our belief systems, we have to be able to run them through who God is, the, his character, you know, and, and remembering that he is a God who embodies love. He is love. And if we're looking at scripture and we're using scripture to beat somebody else over the head, or we're using our beliefs to, to reject or shun or harm people or shame people, then we have to be willing to step back and reevaluate what we're doing and why we believe the things that we believe or why we do the things that we do. Because I will guarantee that this is the place where your willingness to see these things that you're doing and that you're, this brokenness that you're functioning from, it's, it's places in your soul that are fractured and it creates unhealthy patterns. But will you repent? Will you seek God? Will you lay yourself before him like a living sacrifice? Will you climb upon that altar and, and say, my spiritual worship to you is more important to me than being right? And God, I want nothing more to be connected to you. I want to be an abider. 
I want to abide in Jesus Christ as I was commanded to do. I want to love as I was commanded to do more than I want to cling to my human perception of this subject, whatever it may be. Because if it's causing division, if it's causing you to have have um, ill feelings toward another person, you're not able to forgive or, you know, you're, you're putting yourself above another person without first being a washer of feet. I mean, if Jesus himself came to serve, not to be served, if he was humble and meek, and his, his burden was light and his yoke was easy. <laughs> what makes us think that we should be any different? Invite Holy Spirit to shine the light of Christ in your heart and mind. To highlight to you. Areas that need transformation. Because the more that we're willing to renew our minds, the more that we will reveal Christ to a lost and broken world. And that is the most important thing right now. My opinion isn't the most important thing. Me being right isn't the most important thing. Revealing love and being that, being the person who's willing to reach in to the ditches For the wounded. Willing to let them get their messy all over my perfect life. And I say that sarcastically. Because. <laughs> isn't that what we do? We behave like we have this perfect life that's all figured out. And. We don't want the, the dirty and the treacherous. To soil our fine linen. But that was never, that was never the right way. It's only what we deem the safe way, but it's deception. And I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus that deception would be weeded out of the body of Christ. That we would come to recognize the places that we are being deceived. And with that said, um, for the next episode, I am going to share a dream that God had given me a few weeks back. Uh, it was a what I believe was a warning for the body of Christ. And it seems to. I feel like it, it, it flows. With. 
this topic for today. And, um, you know, even connects with, with the topic. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast about, and there are three that agree, um, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that and, uh, in preparation for hearing, um, this dream that I'm going to share for next week. As always, if you have any questions or comments or you would like prayer, I will leave my voice message link in the description for this podcast and my email address is face to face kmj at gmail.com. That will be in the description as well. I love you all, and I pray that you are blessed. And until next time. Thank you.